0: Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 to 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 to 7. Nevertheless, there will be no more bloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles. By the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For us in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them the bar across their shoulders the rod of their oppressors every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning will be fell for the fire for us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen. Reverend Dr. Joseph E.J. to bring us the rumor from, from God.
1: Let's Father His prayer. Father, we have gathered this morning unto you. And as we turn our thoughts and our attention to your word, pray the Lord you come and speak to our hearts. Give us grace to understand the deep meanings of your word. And grant us grace to walk in the light of your word. We pray the Lord as we humble ourselves and sit at your feet for you to feed us. Take away every inhibitions. Give us grace to absorb your word this morning. Sovereign Lord, pray that you set me aside and speak to your people. Bring clarity and understanding. Let your presence fill this place. We ask all this, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're looking this morning. Jesus, the light of the world. This morning, I want to draw your attention to the passage that we just read. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 to 7. I want to use this text to talk to you about Jesus, the light bringer. You cannot understand Brightness of the light until you grab the meaning of darkness, or oh, understand the brightness of the light until you grab the meaning of darkness of darkness. When Isaiah was bringing this prediction, prophesying, the nation Israel was in deep darkness. We're going through. A lot of wicked things at a time, and in that darkness, in that wickedness, in that uh, atrocities and everything, the prophet predicted that Jesus, the savior of the world, will come. But a very popular passage for Christmas. Counselor Emmanuel, one who will come and will sit on the seat, the throne of David. And his kingdom shall never end. He will end all darkness. And he will bring light. Jesus is the light bringer. He will bring light. If you don't know that you are in darkness. You cannot appreciate light. Amen. And Jesus. The savior of the world was predicted. Amid darkness. You can hear drums. Of war beating and feel the dread and the fear that was commonplace for the people at that time. A country drained by war and violence, cloaked in sorrow of death. This is the situation in which Isaiah wrote the passage that we read this morning. So Jesus is the light of the world. came into the world full of darkness. And anyone who will allow him in, the person will have the light of life. Amen. We sang this morning that Jesus is the champion of our destiny. And if Jesus is the champion of your destiny, then you must experience the light that Jesus Christ is bringing. This morning, I'm sharing three points. First thing I want to talk about is what did Jesus mean when he said, I am the light of the world. The passage has just introduced Jesus. Isaiah prophetically predicted that Jesus Christ will be born. And he will be a counselor, Emmanuel. The one who will be with us. The one who will, whose kingdom will never end. The one who will end all atrocities. The one who will end all wars and all problems. And now, when Jesus says, is a light bringer, or is a light of the world? What does it mean? What it means in the first place is that following Jesus is a condition of two promises in John chapter eight verse twelve. The first promise is, Jesus followers, if you follow Jesus, you will never walk in darkness, which is a reference to assurance of salvation that we enjoy. When you give your life to Jesus Christ it is finished. He said it on the cross that I have finished it. You will no more stand in judgment. You will no more stand in darkness. You will no more continually persist in sin. Jesus says that your salvation is assured. Hallelujah. If you believe in Jesus Christ you do not persist continually in darkness. Darkness are the deeds of The deeds of darkness are sin and shameful things that happen. The Bible says that the promise that we who follow Jesus Christ, we will have a promise of assurance of our salvation. We will never walk in darkness. We will never walk in condemnation. We will never walk in judgment. To us, true followers of the light, we will never follow the ways of sin. Never live in a state of continually sinning, rather, we repent for our sin, to stay close to the light of life. Hallelujah! The second promise that when, you, when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, the promise is given to you and I, is this. That we will reflect the light of life. Just as Jesus came as the light of the world, he commands us to be light to the world also. Hallelujah! Just as the moon has no light of its own but reflects on the sun, so our believers to reflect the light of Christ so that all can see it in us. When we follow Jesus and we have accepted him and we have received it in our life, number one, we have assurance of our salvation. There will be no more condemnation. That is the blessings of Jesus being the light of the world to us, and us receiving his light. Then number two, it means that we are to reflect that light that He has deposited in us. That the moon is very dark, but the moon will glow and, and and brighten because it reflects on the sun. So when you and I we have given our life to Jesus Christ and He is the reigning Lord of our lives, then we are to reflect the light that Jesus has deposited in us. Hallelujah. That's what it means when he says, I'm the light of the world. I've come into the world and darkness cannot comprehend me. Darkness cannot overcome the light that Jesus has given us. We are no more under condemnation. We are no more under ignorance. We are no more under deep work of sin and darkness. Because the light of the world has come. Jesus Christ, who is the savior of the world. We are to reflect his light. In everything that we do, our deeds, our daily work, and everything that Jesus who lives in us, we must get people to see that he is indeed in residence in our lives. There are so many things, evil things that are going on in the world. There are times we even have to um, drink our, our teeth when we hear some of them. But Jesus at the light of the world coming into people's lives will end. All those atrocities and darkness and deep words of darkness in our lives. The next thing, when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, is that the light is evident to others by the good deeds we do in faith and through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we are sons and daughters of light, when we are people of light, when we are walking in the light, then there must be an act of kindness to reflect who Jesus is, the light that he has put in us. There must be act of kindness. And we need to do this through faith. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. When there are dark, darkness in other places. And you step there as a son and a daughter of light. You are supposed to produce light in that area. Because Jesus is indeed the light of the world. And you have associated yourself with the light of the world. And that light he has given you. It must be evident. You must be a proof producer. How do you be a proof producer? The proof that Jesus Christ is in residence in your heart. That will come out of your deeds of light, deeds of kindness, deeds of faith. As you walk with God and you go to places wherever the Lord sends you, you must be somebody who will bright the corner where you are. Just say that we are the light of the world. You do not light a lamp and put it under a shed. You put it on a lampstand so that everybody, to attract everybody to come to where the lampstand is. When you put a lampstand out there, all incense as they see the light, they will just gather around the light. It attracts people. The light attracts people who see that light. And so is our, our life as Christians supposed to be. We are To attract people to see there is something unique here. There is something special here. There is something that we haven't seen here. So everybody wants to come and see what is happening. Hallelujah. When Jesus came to the world, when you read the gospels, his ministry is divided into three segments. The first one, he performed miracles. And when he performed miracles, everybody, wherever they are, will run. And they will go and see the spectacular They want to see what is happening. cripples are walking. The blinds are receiving their sight. So everybody, unbelievers, all over, they will run to where Jesus is. Because they want to see what is going on. They came and they saw what Jesus Christ is doing. And then some of them believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. By the power that he demonstrates in healing the sick, casting out demons, and teaching with wisdom, They were convinced that this is the Savior of the world. So the next level is that they came, they saw what Jesus did as an attraction, and then some made a decision that will follow this man. He's a good man, he's a Savior, he's he's a Son of God. I believe in him. Then they decided to follow Jesus Christ. And then Jesus, at another level of his ministry, discipling people, came to a point that if you are coming to follow me, you must be prepared to die. You must be prepared to die. Because following me, you need to deny yourself and take up your cross. And cross is a symbol of suffering. Carry it on your shoulder and follow me. And then some of them say, we are not ready for this. This is not what we bargain for. So some, the Bible says, some started leaving. And then Jesus turned to the disciples and said, will you also leave? And said, no, you are the one who have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. So the light that came into the world was supposed to attract serve as and attraction for people to follow. And they will follow Jesus. They will come. They will see the miracle is performing. They will see the spectacular. And they will make decision to follow the light. And as they are following the light, Jesus will say, now, I need more commitment. I want you to abide in me. Remain in me. Follow me. Even if you come to the point of death, follow me. And that's what Christianity is all about. Following Jesus Christ will remove you from under any condemnation. And you are supposed to reflect the light that you have received. But you must also prepare so that you solidify your faith and follow Jesus no matter what happened. Because the message that Jesus brought to the world was not popular and is still not popular. So if you want to follow Jesus and bright, and I mean, throw the light to where darkness the deeds of wickedness are. People will not like you. They may attack you. You will become unpopular. But you have been called to become a torchbearer. You, you carry a torch and you bright the corners where wickedness are. Where the acts of evil are. You go there as a torch bearer. Nobody who is in the darkness. Who is under the cover of darkness. will be happy when you throw the light there. So they will attack you. They will hate you, but that is what Christ has called us to do. He is a light of the world, and what that means is that we are to go out there and expose acts of darkness, wickedness, things that don't glorify God. We are to go there and throw light there and share the love of God and tell people that a savior has come, the one who sits on the throne of David, whose kingdom will never end, who is a mighty counselor, who is a Emmanuel, who has come to a live with us and abide with us. He is here. The Savior is here. Emmanuel is here. That is our mandate. To take that light and not put it under a shed but put it on a lampstand and spread the light all over. When we expose acts of darkness, we will receive attacks. That's what Jesus says. Deny yourself. Take your cross and follow me and continue exposing the acts of darkness. When you attack, don't stop. Don't put the The the, the light under the shed when you are being attacked. Don't expose it. Even if they kill you. If they attack you. Be ready to deny yourself and carry my suffering. Cross is a symbol of suffering. My suffering. Share in my suffering. As you brighten the corner where wickedness are. The next thing when we say Jesus is the light of the world. Is that the gospel light. That we have is not to be covered. But made obvious. For all to see. And benefit from that. They too may leave the darkness. And come into the light. We hear about the story. Of Saul. Who became apostle Paul. The Bible say that he was so zealous. For the Lord. And he told that the, the, the movement. The Jesus movement that has come. At that time. Was evil. Because it does not. Speak to the law of Moses and the, the rituals and everything that Judaism was bringing. So, out of zealousness and being sincerely wrong, he was persecuting Christian. And he was in spiritual darkness because he didn't know what he was doing. But Jesus, knowing that Saul was sincere in his heart about what he was doing, decided to confront him and, um, Reveal himself to him on the road to Damascus when he was there to go and persecute Christians. The Bible says that Jesus Christ appeared to him with a flash of light and said, So, so why are you persecuting me? Immediately he knew in the spirit that is the Lord who is calling him. He said, Who are you, Lord? He said, I am the Lord you are persecuting. From today on, I'm going to commission you as an apostle, and you will take this light to the Gentiles, and you are going to suffer many things for my sake. Go to this place Brother Aeneas is there, and he will pray for you and disciple you. The Bible said that he became blind, and when he was prayed for, some scales fell off from his eyes. That is a spiritual darkness that the light of Jesus Christ has brought there. When people are sincerely wrong, they can do things that will not glorify God. And when they see the light, God will open their eyes. And then they will become missionaries and apostles for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The next thing is, what does it mean to walk in the light? What does it mean when Jesus said that he is the light of the world? Next thing I want to talk about that uh, when we say walk in the light, the light, the light of the world has come. You and I have received the light. What does it mean practically when we say walk In the light. To walk in the light. is a common metaphor. Within Christian culture. It is often taken to mean. Acting correctly or living openly. Biblically however. The phrase has the idea of. Relinquishing sin. By following Christ. So to walk in the light as a Christian. As a child of God. Is simply put. Relinquish all the acts of darkness. Anything that does not glorify God. Put it aside and walk for Christ. Follow Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So walking in the light as a child of God means that everything that is evil, everything that does not glorify God, everything that is under God, I will have nothing to do with those things. In the New Testament, the phrase walking in the light is directly related to following Jesus who said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness but have the light of life. So it is wrong, or it's something that you cannot even think or fathom. When somebody says I'm a child of God, I have the light in my life, and still the person is walking in darkness. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work, it doesn't, it doesn't um come together that way. When you say you have the light, the light means that. You repel all the acts of darkness. When there is a room full of darkness and you switch on the light, all the darkness disappears. When Christ came into your life, when he came into my life, all the darkness ought to disappear. Therefore, to walk in light means that you need to relinquish everything and follow Jesus Christ. Walk in darkness but have the light of life. To walk in light is related to growth and progress it is taking steps towards maturity light in the bible can be metaphor for life happiness righteousness and understanding so when you say you are walking in the light it's also a progression you are going step by step and you are brightening and getting brighter and brighter and brighter it's related to spiritual growth your personal walk with the lord jesus christ that you are shining for him we have declared this year as a year of shining for Jesus or shining for God, your life must get brighter and brighter and brighter because the light of the world has come. And for you to say, practically, this is how I'm going to walk in the light that I've received, it means that you must mature in your Christian life. You must grow. You must get rid of the things that are acts of darkness that does not glorify God, push them aside, and be determined, saying that I'm going to walk in the light that I have received hallelujah. So growth, progress, taking step towards maturity, and then you are you'll be full of happiness and lead the life of righteousness and understanding when you are at this point. In James chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible is clear that light comes from the Lord, God, Father of the heavenly light. Walking in the light means. Growing in holiness and maturing in the faith as we follow Jesus Christ. Growing in holiness, maturing in the faith, not just being tossed to and flow, being a mature Christian, staying focused and not let anyone deceive you. That is what it means practically to walk in the light as a believer. Our Christian duty is to live in the light. Walking in the light means we consider Jesus as the light of this world. And we walk in that light by following his precepts. Living in his power and his grace. It is his grace that will do it. Hallelujah. It is his power that will do it. You cannot do it by yourself. You know, you'll be flip-flopping. But if you depend on Jesus and you focus on him and you are living under his power and grace, you'll be able to bright the corner and get rid of all the evil acts of darkness. Hallelujah. So walking in the light simply means you should be maturing as a Christian. You should be growing as a Christian. You should be getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter to the high level as you grow with the Lord. When darkness comes, you deal with them. And then you ask God to give you more fuel, the oil of the Holy Spirit to come into your system and help you to overcome shortcomings and weaknesses so that you don't become continually as a child of God persisting in sin. That is not not tenable. You need to make sure that you are getting rid of all those things by the oil that God will put in you. Amen. The oil of the Holy Spirit that will come in you and give you, creep you to flame your light. To flame your light, to become sharper and sharper and brighter and brighter for the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. The next thing I want to talk about is what is spiritual darkness. Jesus came into darkness. The passage that we read, uh, the people were groping in darkness. And then the Savior came. The Emmanuel came. The Counselor came. The Deliverer came. So what is the state of darkness? When we talk about spiritual darkness, what are we talking about? First place, we're talking about wickedness in this world. I heard a story just this morning about some Ghanian who went to Kuwait to serve as um, a nanny or a house help. And then the, 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 the bosses have gone to work. And they have left about two, three-year-old child to her care. And then uh, the child strayed to the street. While well, probably she was doing something, the child strayed to the street. And got knocked down by a car. The child didn't die. Was right to emergency. And the parents came in. And guess what they did to this child, this maid. They just held her down and cut her throat. As they are killing a the goat. They just kill her. That is the act of wickedness. In spiritual darkness. Things that are happening in the world. Things that are happening under the cover of darkness. Things that are going on cultism. Things that are going in the, in the world of satanism. And things that satan is perpetuating in our time. That's what we call spiritual darkness. They are there. But the bible gives us an assurance and hope. That these powers of darkness are there. They are in high places. And they are influencing people. They are possessing people. They are giving their powers for people to do all the spectacular. But they cannot harm us because we should be of good cheer. For Jesus has overcome this spiritual darkness. You see wickedness. Wickedness. Untold wickedness. And they are happening in our time. These things will continue and they will increase. The Bible says if the Lord does not cut the days short, none of us no believer will be able to stand. Satan is setting down the platform so that these things, the Antichrist, the the cause of wickedness controlling human being will set in place and that wickedness will come upon the face of the earth. The Bible says that when these things are happening then there there will be some um, caps that God, God's anger will be poured upon the face of the earth. So spiritual darkness are wickedness things that are happening that you and I, we cannot even fathom, but human beings are doing it. It's a state of a person living apart from God. In in, in in simple state, if you are living without God, you are under spiritual darkness. If you don't know Jesus, you are under spiritual darkness. You are, you are spiritually blind. There are scales on your eyes, and you need, A deliverer through Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, Isaiah prophesying of the Messiah speaks of a deep spiritual darkness that enveloped the people. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness and light has dawned. The gospel is powerful. When we preach the gospel, there's power in preaching the gospel. When we take the word of God to places of darkness, it will change the situation. It will bring people to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus came, people gloping in darkness, they immediately saw a great light. When you see the light, you take advantage of the light so that your life will change. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 16, Matthew chapter 4 16 announced that those who have come to know the God of Israel through his son Jesus Christ are the ones who have been delivered from spiritual darkness, and now walk in the light of God. So simply put, wickedness is there, occultism, satanism, pornography, prostitution, things that are glorifying Satan are there. People even now will, 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 will leave people and take them abroad, and then they will, they will kill them slowly and harvest their organs and sell to hospitals. Wickedness abounds. People are dying There are are human right abuse. People when they take you outside. They take your right away from you. All these things that happen. But the most spiritual darkness that you ever be through is when you do not know the Lord. When Jesus Christ knows the reigning Lord of your life. You are under the power of darkness. And that is dangerous. Because you will be cast into eternal damnation. You need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Those who did not know Jesus when they came to know him, they were delivered from spiritual darkness and they are now walking in the light of God. Spiritual darkness means not having fellowship with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. The darkness of separation from God is overcome through Jesus Christ. In him is life and that life is life for all mankind. The light shines in darkness and darkness has not overcome it. Amen. Darkness cannot overcome the light that Jesus Christ gave us. Holy Spirit, the oil, the oil of God will flame our light that Jesus Christ has given us. Living in rebellion to God and His will is equivalent to living under spiritual darkness. If you rebel against God, if you don't want to have anything with God, if you are just shouting and throwing tumtrums at God, then you are living under the cover of spiritual darkness. Rebellion to God means living under the power of spiritual darkness. After salvation, Christians become partakers of spiritual light in Christ. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you become the partaker of the light. And therefore, you are to live as children of light. Those who are in Jesus have been rescued from the kingdom of darkness. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Colossians 1.13 We have been transferred from darkness. Therefore, if Jesus is the light of the world, what that means is that we are also children Sons and daughters of light. That we are supposed to beam. Let that Jesus light reflect on our life. And then we beam the light to others. So that the whole world will know. That a savior has come. The light bringer has come. Hallelujah. Jesus came into this world of darkness. So that we believers. Sitting here this morning. Must become torch bearers, Carry that light. To every nook and cranny. And make sure that. Jesus Christ. The message of the gospel is held. There's power in the gospel. Just last Friday, we did a, a funeral service for a dear sister, a pastor, and reverend minister at Tessano Baptist Church. Reverend Comfort Akapu. They show, sorry, he was a missionary, he was director of evangelism and mission for Tessano Baptist Church. And they show everywhere that she has been. And they're going to her front plains. Sitting in canoes, the lady, a woman, I think is about 47 years now. When she died, when the Lord called her, sitting in canoes with no life jacket and going beyond where where villages are, where the gospel is not there, but the Islam is there. They are digging wells and they are putting moss, fillet moss there. And this lady will lead a team of a, a mission team, and then they'll go there at the peril of her own life. And all gather people and share the gospel with them. Hallelujah. And bringing the light to those corners where nobody even wants to go. And they share the living testimony. What they have recorded. They took a camera that followed her. in all the missionary endeavors. And it's so beautiful. When you saw the things that this lady did. Here, the Lord has called him. And I can tell you that the heaven choir will stand this welcome her home. Amen. And you, you you may not be a director of missions and evangelism. But God has given the mandate that we are touch bearers. Wherever you are, find somebody and throw that light within you to that person. Amen. That is a mandate, a command that God has given us. And we must be faithful to this command. Hallelujah. We are not called to be famous. We are not called to be state of the art or, or things that everybody will rise to come and see, we are called to be faithful. For that, we must remain faithful. For the call of taking the light to the dark places of the world, the dark corners of the world, at the peril of our lives, we must be faithful. But the light has come. And we have received the light. We must distribute the light. Hallelujah. People are living in darkness and we must distribute the light. Unbelievers live in spiritual darkness because Satan The God of this world has blinded their minds. They cannot see the glorious light of the gospel. Spiritual darkness refers to all that is is in opposition to the light of God's love in Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't worship People who are in dark places, who don't know, have never heard the gospel, they are under spiritual darkness. The good news is that God has given you and I a command to take the light of the world, this light of the world that we have received to all these places, and make sure that we bring light of life for these people. The good news that Jesus brings to this world is that his light, his life-giving spirit, blood, light to the spiritual darkness of the unbeliever's heart. The one who opened the eye of the blind can also bring us out of the spiritual darkness if we want to let him. Amen. This morning, as I've already shared, If Jesus is not the living and reigning Lord of your life, you are rebelling against Him. You are living under spiritual darkness. You are blind spiritually. There are scales. When you want to have an encounter with Jesus, you will take the scales away to begin to see. You will no longer grow up in darkness and your life will never be the same. Hallelujah. The one who opens the eyes of the blind. And also bring us out of the spiritual darkness. No matter this morning. No matter how deep. The darkness. The light of God's love. The truth that overcomes every sin. that us from God. Will come into your life. If you will accept him. As your Lord and Savior this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus is the light of the world. To walk in the light of the world means. To be a touch and let the oil of the Holy Spirit to find the flame. So that always you are burning. And you are brightening and brightening and brightening. It also means that walking in the light means that you are supposed to mature. Go on from brighter to brighter to brighter and brighter and brighter and bright. And then you are progressing in the, in the work of God. And those who are under the spiritual darkness, it is you and I, our responsibility to come and take that light. And take it wherever darkness is. There's power in the word of God. It will break the chain. It will bring deliverance. It will bring healing. It will turn people's lives around. And bring them to also be. Um, receive the light of the world. May the Lord bless these words in our hearts As we reflect. The responsibility that we have. As people of light. As touch bearers. That our acts of kindness. Faith righteousness, goodness to be manifest so that people will see the light and that will draw people to us and that will give them the gospel who has power to save a soul and to destroy the satanic agenda of this planet. We thank God. Let us bow our heads as we go before the Lord in prayer. I want you to talk to God for what you have just heard. Especially your role as somebody who is walking in the light. Jesus says, coming into your life is not just for fun. There's a reason why he came into your life. And you have a responsibility to take this light and shine it where there's darkness. He just said, I'm the light of the world. If you believe in me, you'll never walk in darkness. Talk to God. As you're talking to him, ask him, Lord, help me to obey you. By being uh, having a lifestyle evangelist where I can share my faith anywhere I find people. The choir will be singing. Does the choir sing? You have heard the word of God this morning. If Jesus is not the Lord of your life, I want you to take your bag, your Bible, wherever you are. Outside, balcony, auditorium. Do not leave here and go back to grow up in darkness. Jesus loves you. That's why you are here this morning. Just come and say, Lord, I want the light. I want you to give me the light. I want you to reflect the light on me. I want you to take over my life. When you come, Jesus Christ will give you light. And you'll live here full of light. Whatever you are, as the we have we are inviting you.